We are live. Michael great. Branton, how the heck are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Beth? I'm doing awesome. How uh, is Boston these days? Boston's great. Um, I think, you know, some like anything else, some retailers are doing well, some retailers, and frankly, I think all of humanity would like all of this to be over. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. What um, you've been busy signing leases as I have. I just signed our eighth lease since COVID last week, which is wow. crazy. Very, very busy, but all local tenants, no That's nationals. Great. I'm negotiating with a couple nationals, but ops needs to come see them. Nationals have, um, you know, a travel ban. So I'm not sure how, what's going to happen with that. Yeah, that's How, certainly a, a tricky predicament. Are you uh, signing leases with nationals, locals, both? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Um, some smaller format national tenants that have fared well through all of this, and then a lot of local tenants being either assertive or entrepreneurial, which I think we can all get behind. But certainly um, nothing's easy. Absolutely. So Role Play Wednesday, this is going to be a new series. We're doing Role Play Wednesday and Save a Deal Saturday <laughs> to, you know, play, have fun, go on LinkedIn Live and uh, let's, let's have some fun. So you're my first guest, Michael Branton, VP of Leasing from Key Point Partners. We've known each other how long? Do we really want to date ourselves? <laughs> sure. I mean, uh, five, six years ago, maybe six, seven years ago, something around there. Yeah. We met when I came to Boston, right? For yep, Rise exactly. and Grind. Yeah. Yeah. We had you up there and um, haven't looked back ever since. Hey, Travis. We're starting to get some people giving us the chats up. Okay. So let's go. Uh, we have two role play scenarios. And uh, I'm I'm ready to start. So, Deling uh, Deling, we'll do the leasing one first. Hello, this sure. is Beth Azor. Take out my antiquated phone here. <laughs> so, um, I saw that you have a second gen restaurant space at yes. one of your shopping centers, and I'm a chef, and I think it would be a great location for my second concept. Oh, great. So what's, so you have a first concept? I do. Uh, we do, it's kind of like a, call it a, like an Italian cafe. We do high-end espresso, panini sandwiches, some breakfast foods, and then salads and things like that. Okay, awesome. And what do you want your second um, concept to be? Well, we're really responding to the market here. And what we've found is because of well, the pandemic stuff that being just a, a cafe restaurant doesn't pencil. So we need to hit everybody on all different fronts. We need it to be part grocery store, um, part casual dining, part takeout restaurant slash ghost kitchen and then casual dining. And depending upon what we're able to do, uh, it'll kind of toe the line between them. But we need a drive-through and we need patio space and 
dedicated parking for pickup and deliveries. Wow. So when you mentioned that your current concept uh, doesn't pencil, uh, Michael, what were you guys doing in revenue before the pandemic? Uh, our sales were, I think, a million too. And what did they fall to during the pandemic after you were reopened? Um, let's see. Our breakfast business died because we were near a bunch of office buildings. So that sort of shifted to the afternoon. I think we ended up doing about 750, which is pretty close to break even, candidly. And how many square feet in, are you in? Uh, that is 1,650 square feet. Uh, great job on the 750. I, I'm sorry about um, the break even part. And obviously uh, breakfast, you know, taking a dive because of the office building. So where, where are you located? You're in downtown? Yes. Gotcha. Um, right near the corporate um, headquarters of, I forget the name of it. God, it's changed hands so many times. No problem. So you're you're looking out by us in more of suburbia. Yeah, I think um, you know people are leaving cities and working from home, but at the same time, people want to get out of their house. And by being this sort of all things to everybody concept, we can potentially do breakfast, lunch, dinners, catering, and everything in between. If you want to make it, we can give you the ingredients. If you don't want to cook it, you can buy it from us, warm and serve it at your house. And depending upon what the regulations are, you can you can come eat it and we'll, we'll take good care of you. Will you be having um, selling alcohol like beer and wine or, or, or a liquor license? Yeah, we need a full liquor license and okay. a good chunk of the sales that we're projecting come from um, both in-house consumption of alcohol, but um, we're planning on selling pre-mixed drinks in mason jars. <laughs> wow, that sounds delicious right about now. Um, so you want off-premise consumption as well? Correct. Okay. And do you know how many square feet you're going to need or what you're thinking about for the market slash the restaurant? Uh, I think the, the kitchen probably needs to be about 2,000 square feet and the dining production area front of house probably 2,000, feet. And I think that's – and I think the second-gen restaurant space that you have available is 6,000 feet. It is. It's 6,000 square feet. Can you what? subdivide it? Not really. How did you find us? Like, how did you find the space? I was just, you know, driving around um, trying to figure out where folks are, and I happened upon your property. And what did you like about the center? It was busy. I mean, even under these conditions, it was busy. And so... Go ahead. I mean, it, it seemed like to some extent there were a lot of cars there. I stayed for about 45 minutes and they didn't seem to move. So I do have some concerns about where my guests and drivers are going to park. And that was that was three o'clock in the afternoon and your kind of quick casual restaurants, I think, had kind of wound down for the day. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, we do have um, some medical in the plaza, which is probably causing what you saw there as far as people perked. So uh, we do have a cross easement agreement with the building next door that we encourage, strongly encourage all of the employees to park next door to leave spaces open for customers, but it's hard to enforce that. But we do have that sure. ability. Uh, what do you pay in rent in, downtown? Uh, we have a pretty good deal with the landlord. He's he's out of town, and I want to say we're paying twenty dollars a foot. I think um, I think the extras there. I, I so rarely separate the two. To me, it's just sure. one number. No problem. But uh, I think the the extras are maybe another five or six bucks. What and um, what do you think? What are your projections to do in this, you know, 2,500 dining area? And, and is the market going to be part of the dining area, the 2,500? Correct. Uh, it's, think about it like Italy on a much smaller scale with maybe a little, bit, a little bit more specific to South Florida. How long have you had the other restaurant, the first restaurant, Michael? Uh, we've been there for two and a half years. I think it'll be three come April. And what'd you do before that? Um, I was a ski junkie. I mean, <laughs> I used to go out to Colorado and um, I'd work in a couple of kitchens and you know, ski during the morning and work in the restaurant at night. That's awesome. Good job. What... Um, what are you projecting to do in revenue at this in this new concept? Well, I, th I think that's hard to tell. And it's certainly hard to tell under these circumstances being in a pandemic. I'm pretty, I'm concerned about what we're gonna do up front and until the market stabilizes and until we're out of whatever phase we're in right now. And I would love to say that I could extrapolate my current sales from my cafe, but I'm not even sure if if that's going to make sense. So we're hoping that one category of the business will offset the other. But you know, is it going to be a million five? That would be nice, but I'm not sure. And for that reason, you know, I'd like to get your sense of can we do some kind of creative um, you know, first year rent that's percentage rent driven that way. If, you know, if I don't know what my sales are going to be, then um, we kind of share in that risk, if you will. That That's going to be a little bit hard. I can share with you that are the two end cap tenants that you might've seen there, Vicky Bakery and Fresh Kitchen. They're doing uh, about 2 million each. Vicky Bakery is about 2,400 square feet and Fresh Kitchen is 2,800 square feet. So mm. you having a goal of one five, I think is you know, doable depending on the service and the product. You know, Obviously I'd, I'd love to come to your current location and spend some time there you know, eating and drinking. Uh, who, 
you know, you mentioned Italy, which I love, obviously, that concept. Have you been able to do any research as far as the market? Like, obviously, you're, you're um, well-versed with costs and such with the restaurant because of your current concept. But bringing in the food costs and the supply costs with adding a market and staffing, et cetera, have you done any research with anyone that has maybe a, a little market that you could get some information from? I've talked to one of my purveyors who seems to deliver a lot of specialty items to some, both restaurants and, and gourmet grocers in the area. And he seems to think that the demand for our price point, which I think I'll define it as maybe approachable, not high-end and certainly not um, value-driven. So, so is, it, is it going to be like pastas and wines and sauces and things like that that you're selling in the market? Uh, some of which. And, you know, some cheeses, um, high-end breads. And uh, we're also going to do a lot of imports, specialty items that you can't get. Mm. Like um, I have an affinity for truffles. <laughs> and we have a really good distributor who can get us both the white and black truffles in season and then specialty oils. And But I think the, the food is really the star of the show and the imports and the grocery piece of it is really, we're hoping is more ancillary income to the restaurant. But because of where we are right now, it's it's hard to know what end of the business is going to take off first. And I mean, I've assembled some capital to do the deal, but I am going to need some participation from the landlord to offset some of my improvements. How much did you get from the landlord in the first concept? Uh, I think it was a hundred bucks a foot. Wow. I'm completely allergic to that. This landlord, I, there's no, I, I don't think I've ever done that in my life. And I've been in the business 34 years. Was it, a, was it a second gen space? Was it a former restaurant? Yeah. It was a second gen space. Um, I think it had a hood and an ansel system and an undersized grease trap. Um, I didn't end up replacing the grease trap. That was a, that was landlord work. And wow. I mean, I took, it was a, it kind of looked like a house of pizza when I took it over. So we got rid of everything. We put subway tiles on the wall and um, it turned out really nice. I, I certainly encourage you and your team to come down and we'll take good care of you. Absolutely. And you, and you said it's 1650, mm -hmm. um, so 165 they gave you. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, this has a hood has an ansel system, has a large grease trap. I don't know the gallons. I have to get ba that back to you. But um, um, I would love, I love the idea of Italian, love the idea of a market, uh, don't love the idea of the TI. Like probably the most, just so I don't waste your time, the most that I would probably do, uh, again, depending on credit, your financials, et cetera, would be $20, maybe, maybe 25, Michael. Okay. A square foot. Hmm. How much work do you foresee? I'm sure you've had other people look at it who have gotten cost estimates. Maybe your GC has looked at it. 
what does it really need to be brought up to to snuff to the, to, the for bathroom, it to be first rate? Yeah, the bath. There's a the kitchen's in good shape. There's walk-in freezer, walk-in fridge. Um, the it it all depends on what you want to do with the market and the dining room. Really, um, we had a uh, an a sushi restaurant that was going to do hibachi, and you know that was going to be a huge redo. And so they yeah. they passed on it. But so maybe we maybe I just need you to get you to come over and take a look. And then we can, you know, see you can see what's in there and see if it's closer to what you need versus your first go around. Okay, that sounds good. Um, the only question I have before we, um, before I, wherever I put my phone, we can look at my calendar and see when I can do it. But, um, you know, with the pandemic being raging along, and I'm concerned about what happens if there's another surge and there's another shutdown. What have you done for your current tenants to um, assist them during this? I've talked to all of my chef friends and it's all over the map. And for, for me to make this kind of investment, I want to make sure that, um, you know, it makes sense. Absolutely. I, I think it's an excellent question. Uh, for the tenants that needed the help, I helped them. I did some mostly deferrals and I did some waivers. For example, a hair salon that was not going, was her whole business was the ladies who, the older ladies who came in for the sets every Saturday or once a week. She hasn't gotten that business back. She's never, you know, she won't get that business back until a vaccine is widely distributed. So I actually waived her rent for a couple months, but like Fresh Kitchen and Vicky Bakery, who I told you were, are tracking $2 million, they took, you know, a 20 to 30% hit, but they're back. So what I did with them is I just deferred and they have a payment plan. So, and I have no problem with you talking to any tenant of mine. Some tenants, my jewelry store that's next to this vacancy never asked me for anything. So wow. he just, you know, trugged along and, and we're good. And he paid rent. And so for the tenants who reached out, I had nail salons that didn't ask me for anything. So, but if, if, if someone needed help, we researched, we got their sales, we talked to them and we helped where we needed to help. You know, I immediately opened parking for my restaurants for Vicky and Fresh Kitchen. We immediately expanded into the parking lot and brought in tents so that they could serve people when their restaurants were closed and the city allowed curbside and to go. That's really encouraging. Um, La just last like week, I am I, a good landlord. I know you're gonna say that. Last week I um, hired a photographer and we took pictures of 19 local tenants over two days. And I've been posting them on Facebook and Instagram um, with the whole, uh, a theme of buy local, shop local, pamper local, eat local, you know, instead of your corporate gifts, buy local. If you're not going to have a holiday party and you budgeted items for your holiday Christmas party, spend it in the local businesses, give your employees gift cards to local businesses. So I'm, I am a very engaged landlord. I really like the use, uh, love for you to see the space. Um, but we're far apart on the TI, but you may walk in this space, fall in love with it, and it just needs some paint. So I think that would be the next step.
Okay. Well, let's uh, let's put it on the books and um, Tuesday, two o'clock. Let me check that. that. That's good for me. How about two fifteen? Sure. Awesome, that's Michael. Fine. I look forward to meeting you, and um, I'm going to stop by between now and Tuesday at your other uh, location. Sure. Don't tell me when you're coming. I want you to get the real experience. And but um, when you're all set, you can ask for me, and I'll take care of the bill. Oh no, not necessary. If I don't give you a discount on the rent, I don't want you to give me a free meal. How about that? Fair enough. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Awesome. So that that was awesome. I love doing that. I know we had planned for a second role play, but I've been try I wanted to try to limit the live to 15 or 20 minutes and we did that in 20 minutes. So Travis, what did you think about that? I I thought that it was great. We asked we got a lot of questions answered. What do you think, Michael? I think you need to get more TI. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I, no, I probably would have said very comparable things myself. I um, The deal we just signed was an organic market acai bowl and um, smoothie place. Hey, Jeff. And uh, 34 triple net. The cams are 16. No grease trap, no hood in the space. It only has a walk-in fridge and freezer uh, as is. The only thing I am paying for is a dumpster during construction for them to dump all of the crap that they're gonna demo out of the space. But there, it's a market, it's a current market and a current um, restaurant that in 5,000 square feet in their first location. And then this is 1750 and they're gonna use the first one as a commissary to bring the food right. over. Makes so. sense. I'm seeing that in a lot of places and I think we're going to find that second gen restaurants in many respects become commissaries in yeah. some capacity. And, you know, I don't know about what's happening up in the Northeast in New England, but down here, drive throughs, the rates are up 40%. 40 percent. More drive throughs. People are people are knocking down middles of shopping centers to create a drive through. I bet we're going to see some, from the design side, some really, really creative engineering to both bring in drive-throughs, retrofit. Like you said, I've seen drive-throughs that go underneath buildings, around buildings, stacking lanes that button hook back and, and things of that nature. And I think we're also going to find communities that are, knock on wood, hopefully more receptive to more creative ways to get more seats get outdoor seating, handle drive-throughs, curbside takeout. I mean, these are the, some of the systemic takeaways from what we've all persevered. Absolutely. Well, Michael, from Key Point Partners in New England, thank you for being my first guest on my first LinkedIn Live. Pleasure was all mine. Thank you so much, Beth. All right. Thanks, dear. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone.